All right, before I start the show, I want to tell you about our sponsor, MetPro. Last spring, you might remember that I did an episode with MetPro's founder, Angelo Poli, about how his company has helped thousands of people understand their bodies better through metabolism tracking. Well, MetPro just launched a brand new tool that lets you see the same science and tailored strategy that their experts use. So you can start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to best. Now, my listeners get up to one month for free when you sign up, so head to metpro.co slash getfitguy to learn more. Welcome to the Get Fit Guys, quick and dirty tips to slim down and shape up. My name is Ben Greenfield, and I'm the Get Fit Guy. In today's episode and the next episode, we're going to delve into the best exercises for seven popular trouble spots on your body. And in today's episode, we're going to go over your legs, your calves, and your chest. Now, trouble spots are areas on your body that tend to just not look the way you'd like them to look. These can be body parts that are too fat and too skinny, not curvaceous enough, don't have enough muscle, are too weak or prone to injury. Basically, the type of troublesome issues that really bug you about your body. And if you've ever wished you could just walk into a gym and get a done-for-you list of the very best exercises to target your specific trouble spots, then keep listening. You can consider this two-part episode series your go-to guide to find out the best butt, hip and thigh exercises, the best calf exercises, chest exercises, shoulder exercises, back exercises, arm and ab exercises. And like I mentioned, today you're going to learn about the legs, the calves, and the chest. Now, before we jump into how to target those troublesome spots on your body, first, it's important to understand how we actually know which exercises are best for specific body parts. Now, sports and exercise scientists utilize many different tools and methods to help them determine how much a muscle contracts during a specific movement, how many calories a movement burns, or how much stress is placed on a joint during a movement. One of the most popular and effective tools used to measure muscle Muscle utilization like this is electromyography, also known as EMG. Now, EMG simply measures the electrical activity produced by muscles, and it's performed using a special instrument called an electromyograph to produce and record a record called an electromyogram, which scientists then use to quantify the strength or the quality of a muscle contraction. Now, EMG signals can be used to analyze medical abnormalities, activation of different areas of a muscle, the order in which muscles are recruited, or biomechanical abnormalities from injuries that you may have had in the past, or poor movement patterns. So, what can EMG tell us about the best exercises for popular trouble spots? Well, many studies exist that have used EMG to study the extent to which certain exercises activate certain body parts. So if we know which exercises can cause maximum activation of a specific part of your body, we can then use those exercises to create the best workout plan for that specific body part, aka trouble spot. I want to tell you about today's sponsor, the FitTrack Dara Smart Scale. FitTrack gives you in-depth insights on your fitness progress to help you reach your goals. The Dara Smart Scale measures 17 health metrics, including BMI, hydration, muscle mass, and a whole lot more, and it syncs with the free FitTrack app. 
So all your health insights are available, well, wherever you are. And the scale takes up to eight different users, which is something I really like about FitTrack because, well, I don't live alone and it's really nice to have those insights available to everybody in the house. Now, I like to track my muscle mass, but my partner has an eye on her hydration levels. So whatever you want to focus on, FitTrack can help you do it. So stop measuring just your weight and start measuring your health with FitTrack. Go to getfittrack.com slash fit to take 50% off your order. Plus, for a limited time, you'll also save an additional 10%. If you go to G-E-T-F-I-T-T-R-A-C-K, that's getfittrack.com slash fit, and you will save 50% plus an additional 10% off your order. So don't miss out on this amazing limited time offer and go to getfittrack.com slash fit. So, let's jump into a list of trouble spots and the best exercises for each, starting with your butt, hips, and thighs. Now, in a recent Get Fit Guy newsletter, and by the way, if you're not subscribed to the Get Fit Guy newsletter, you should do so right away at quickanddirtytips.com because I send out a unique, helpful tip every single week. And in a recent newsletter, I revealed that two different exercises cause your glutes to grunt the hardest. Number one is a prone bent leg hip extension against manual resistance. And yes, that's a mouthful. Basically, this move involves getting into a crawl position with your hands and feet on the ground and then kicking out behind you with one leg against a partner who's manually resisting your kicking force. Now, of course, if you don't have a partner to help you, you could also do this exercise against resistance like an elastic band, but it's not quite as effective as having a partner resist that kicking force force. Now, you can also, if you don't have an elastic band or a partner, simply get into a crawl position and kick out behind you as many times as you can until the butt on the side that you're kicking with is just completely burnt out, and that will activate your butt quite a bit. The other exercise is called standing butt squeezes, and you do standing butt squeezes with a very wide stance so your feet outside your shoulders And you flare your feet out slightly so your toes are externally rotated. Once you get into that wide stance with your feet flared out, almost like a ballet position, you squeeze your glutes as hard as you possibly can for 30 seconds. And if you want to squeeze as hard as possible, one trick is you can make fists with your hands to increase your neural drive. And you just do this one time for as long and as hard as possible. So... If you want even more butt tips, then you need to check out my episode called How to Get a Better Butt over at quickanddirtytips.com. I will link to it in the show notes for this episode, episode number 172 as well. In addition to your butt, it's important to target your hips and your thighs, and it turns out the very two best exercises for activating your hips and your thighs are number one, the deadlift, in which you simply lift a heavy weight from the ground, and number two, the glute ham raise, which is a special apparatus at the gym that is also known as the low back extension machine. Now for the deadlift, the basics are simple. You just pick a weight such as a barbell, dumbbell, kettlebell, or any other heavy object off the ground while using good form that relies on your hips and legs and not your lower back. For the glute ham raise or low back extension, you begin by adjusting the equipment to fit your body. 
So with your feet against the foot plate, in between the rollers as you lie face down, your knees should be just behind the pad. Keeping your back arched as you begin the movement, you flex your knees and drive your toes into the foot plate as you do so. Keeping your upper body straight, you continue until your body is upright, then you return to the starting position. Now, I know that can be hard to visualize with me saying it, so I will put a link in the show notes where you can view what a glute ham raise looks like. Now, trouble spot number two is the calves. You know now how to target your butt, your hips, and your thighs, but the other one section of your legs that you often need to worry about is your calves. Believe it or not, working your calves is not rocket science. The most effective exercise based on EMG analysis for your calves is the standing calf raise, which just involves rising up onto your tippy toes while you're in a standing position. The beauty of this exercise is that you can do it anywhere, while you're taking a shower, brushing your teeth, waiting in line at the grocery store, or even while doing other exercises at the gym, like doing a standing calf raise while you press dumbbells overhead. For even more activation, you can stretch your calves prior to going up on your tiptoes. To do this, you would stand on the edge of a stair, a box, or some kind of a platform, and you would dip your heels as low as possible before contracting your calf muscles and rising up onto your toes. Then, you go back slowly to the starting position as you breathe in by lowering your heels as you bend the ankles until your calves are stretched again. Now, you can make this exercise more difficult by adding weight, and this is done by using what's called a weighted standing calf raise machine that some gyms actually have. And just like it sounds, it involves doing a standing calf raise against resistance. Now, the next trouble spot we're going to talk about is your chest. And I actually took a great deal of pride back when I was a bodybuilder at having a relatively nice chest, which we fitness geeks called the pecs. Now, the two best exercises for your chest, whether you're a guy or a girl, is the dumbbell bench press and also the weighted dips. For the dumbbell bench press, you lie down on a flat bench with a dumbbell in each hand and your arms flexed at 90 degrees. Then you just breathe out and use your chest muscles to push the dumbbells up as you extend your arms. You want to get close to locking out your arms, but not quite lock them out. And you squeeze your chest at the very top of the movement. Then you come down slowly. Ideally, lowering the weight should take about twice as long as raising it. Now, for weighted dips, you put a bench or a chair behind your back and another bench or a chair in front of you. And then with the benches or chairs perpendicular to your body, you hold on to one bench with your arms fully extended and put your legs on the other bench. Then you simply lower yourself until your arms are bent to about 90 degrees and then push yourself back up to the starting position. Now, this works best if you have a partner or a way to actually put a weight in your lap or near your midsection so you actually have a weight in the middle of your body as you're doing the dip stretched out between two chairs or two benches. So that's it. Those are the two best exercises for the chest. So now that we've covered the butt, hips, and thighs, the calves, and the chest, we'll be moving on in the next episode to your shoulder, your arms, and your abs. But in the meantime, if you have questions, you can leave them over at facebook.com slash get fit guy. Now, until next time, this is Ben Greenfield, the get fit guy asking you, what are you waiting for? Go get fit. Go get fit.